Come on, man. You got kids? Get the kids into the show! I don't know what any of this shit is, and I'm fucking scared. First, you're going to tell me about this dying stuff. Sorry about that. What is a scientist? You caught me like I'm experimenting with science. It's like magic with electricity. I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm smarter than you. The smartest scientists in the entire world all agree science is a liar sometimes. Seriously, this could not seem less scientific. Those idiots don't know anything about science. It's science. I believe it's pronounced science. This is the least scientific thing I've ever seen. So I'm just experimenting with them? You'll be quiet. Thank you, scientists. Under the guise of science. Good evening. I am Charles. I'm Chris. We're the guys of science. This is take two. As in the second one. Yeah. Well, it's more rainy tonight. So yeah. it's it's spookier this time. It's gonna be a spooky episode. Okay. I hear that's what the kids want. They did the kids are the kids. you gotta give them something spooky. Right. Something spooky. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of rain up there? Yeah, we got, well, we got a bunch of snow, almost a foot, and then now it's... Oh, shit. Now it's weirdly getting warmer overnight and raining, and then it's going to get colder when the sun comes up. Sounds like your, uh, sounds like your weather patterns are all screwy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the climate is changing. Go home, climate, you're drunk. That's what happens. <laughs> no climate. I'm supposed to get drunk. Yeah. And you're supposed to dwell on mistakes you've made over the last 25 years. Get it right, climate. Yeah. Our job is to get drunk and talk about you as if we have some expertise. And you're supposed to be the sober one. Yeah. Why would you why would you change? We got a good thing going, climate. Let's I agree. Let's keep let's keep it up. Why if it ain't broke, don't fix it, climate. Yeah, don't I'll change. You don't change, I'll change. <laughs> don't you go changing climate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change I, for you. I'll change for the better, climate. We're gonna see in the papers tomorrow. Scientists have, have discovered that climate is willing to give us one more chance. <laughs> Can't fuck up this time. They're serious. <laughs> I know I said I'd change before climate, but this time I really mean it. <laughs> this time I get it. Is that a rainforest you're cutting down? No, that was just that was the last one. I was fixing it from last time. <laughs> it was, but that rainforest was an asshole. <laughs> That was before I said I was going to change. I have to finish. <laughs> yeah. It'll be you know, worse. I'm a, com- I'm a completionist climate. <laughs> I got to I gotta start everything I finish or whatever that's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then two days later, scientists say that climate is going to stay with its mother. <laughs> 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 Until we start making good on our promises. 
And late breaking news, it looks like climate has taken the dog and the kids as well. <laughs> yeah, that's never a good sign. Uh, <laughs> we're going for a long sleepover, said the kids. <laughs> <laughs> My kids always say, like, because I legit go to the store to get milk sometimes. So they like go, oh, he's getting milk. He's getting I'm like, I'm, I come I come back every time. It's not like a... <laughs> like you're going to run away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it went to get milk and never came back. And I don't even was... know this area. I don't know where I would go. <laughs> where would I go? This isn't even a choice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to drive around in a circle and come back home anyway. <laughs> it's the only Without place me. I remember how to get to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the only reason I keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, unless somebody sends me a link that I can you know, go here and GPS. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. This is, this is not what this episode's about. We're not doing another episode about climate change? No, we're not. I mean, I think there's some climate change stuff it, that impacts what we're talking about because climate has changed on Earth over time. But no, that wasn't the plan. I don't think so. Yeah, that climate, climates can change too. <laughs> Maybe it's not always my job, climate. Yeah, this is, relationship is 50-50 work. <laughs> I'm going to meet you, how about I meet you halfway, climate? <laughs> We stopped with the aerosol cans, right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Relationships little... are 50-50 work and also work. <laughs> Remember, you used to give us all that ozone. Can I have some more of that ozone? <laughs> the good old days. Yeah, I know I put a hole in it. I didn't know what I made a mistake. Somebody just give me a little more ozone. Just to get me through the next 20, 30,000 years. Come on. What do you say? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, not climate change. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about food. Oh, I love food. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what, what this was about for the most part. Food and eating. It's about factory farming, right? I think eventually. Touch on that, right? Oh, yeah, right. Technically, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> the video gets there. It's a long-ass video that we watched. Um, called like what We could probably us. almost not run out of ideas and just keep saying things and like, you know what? At around the 36 and a half minute mark, yes. Yes, they did also talk about uh, which glue is stronger than other glue. <laughs> yeah, there was, it's very, very dense. <laughs> but it is. Do they mention Gorilla Glue? Oh, they mentioned gorillas. That's true. <laughs> There's gorilla talk. <laughs> I would love to watch that show. It's gorilla talk. It'll be like a uh, like a morning news talk show, and it's just a bunch of like gorillas dressed up in suits, and then they. They pan to one of the gorillas and it just yells and then they just beat the shit out of each other and wreck the set. Eventually, yeah. Something, oh, something's man. getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I saw a thing on on Reddit. It had a picture of Prime Mike Tyson and a picture of of a gorilla, and it was the person was legit asking, "Do you think Mike Tyson in his prime could beat up a gorilla?" I was like, <laughs> "No." Yeah, no, nothing <laughs> Not could. at all. There's no person that could. It's nothing against Mike Tyson. He could beat up all the other people. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Not Mike Tyson in his prime against any person. Yeah, it's. Good, good odds that Mike Tyson could could walk away from that. And there's way more people than there are gorillas. So that's true too. Personally, I think that's that's more of an impressive feat. Yeah, we, we can't beat gorillas one on one, so we just kind of ate all the shit they ate. <laughs> <laughs> and you live over here now. We have roads. Yeah, that's like uh, it's like crime family shit to get rid of uh. A rival criminal organization just like suffocate him out. It's like, all right, we'll just cut you off from everything that you need. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what Homo sapiens <laughs> did with the Neanderthals. <coughs> Neanderthal, and there's another one in um, Asia, the Dionysians. I, I might not, I might not be pronouncing that right, but it's other species of Homo, you know, hominid type, uh, you know, primates. Um, that were, I guess, competing with us, but not as good. So we, A, went after their res- the same resources as them, so kind of wiped them out that way, and B, bred with them. So can't beat them, join them, kind of. What, what kind of bread did they make with them? White bread. <laughs> 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 that's mostly, and that's. Kind of where, because, you know, humans or Homo sapiens evolved in Northern Africa, but the uh, Homo neanderthalus, I guess, were more north where it was a little colder. And that's Homo sapiens uh, that went north met up with them. So there's more Neanderthal DNA in uh, European than in uh, African or Asian. And there's more of that Dionysian DNA in uh, Asians. That shows they did the same thing out there. Do you have one of those uh, 23andMe or Ancestries done? My sister did one, so technically kind of. Right? <laughs> you got most enough. of it. It's most of the same yeah. shit. I got, I think, 71st percentile of people with Neanderthal DNA, which is still oh, wow. like not enough to even sort of affect anything like it's just like some like oh yeah this shit's here too like that's yeah no it's it's just a small i don't know genome or i don't know what the <clears throat> the right word for it is but it's something that's encoded in there that you know that doesn't really impact and it i think everyone does to an extent it's just a higher percentage in white people than in uh, asians and africans but europeans and asians and africans i don't want to say white people it's a stupid term we were actually talking about that the other day at, at uh, dinner because I'm of Irish descent and my wife is of Sicilian descent. So, like, we're both white people somehow, but we're very different. Like, <laughs> I say I'm I'm potato Europe. She's tomato Europe. It's like two different <laughs> worlds. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am of the same married a Sicilian lady, too. Yeah. How about that? It's weird, like, she's not much darker than me, like, when we don't have, like, any color, but, like, she'll get in the sun once and then have tan lines five months later. It's like, how the fuck still? (laughs) How does that do that? 
<laughs> my daughter is like one of those action figures that when you put them in water, they change color completely. <laughs> like in the winter, she's uh, white with brown hair, and in the summer, she's bronze with golden hair. Like she just completely changes color after the, enough sun. <laughs> Her winter her and summer her are player one and player two. It's like they look right. exactly the same, but the color scheme is a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that guy has a red vest instead of a blue vest. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to go off on a Contra pants ran, ramble somewhere, but it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> There's too much shit bumping into each other. So. <laughs> Contra pants. <laughs> that is it. It was red and blue, right? Yeah. That's how you know who was who. Yeah. Just like, what are you, you wearing a shirt today? Nope. Me neither. Cool. What color pants are you wearing? Red. <sighs> okay. I got blue. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being one of those Contra soldiers just because? Like, imagine in real war, that's what you did. You jumped, flipped the entire time you were jumping, just constantly <laughs> flipping, and held the trigger the whole time <laughs> you were flipping. It. <laughs> and it's always somehow going forward. Right. <laughs> or, uh, 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 well, that's the default. The default is no matter how many times you flip over, it's going directly in front of you. <laughs> yeah, you land on your feet. doesn't matter. You could flip 37 times and spray bullets in every single direction and then just <laughs> land on your feet and keep running. Like, what kind of training do they have in the Contra facility? It's insane. Those guys aren't, uh, <laughs> the Contra guys aren't fucking monkey bars in the desert, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they got real deal fucking training. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Neanderthals, right? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I guess we'll, let's let's go back to the, so there's a video we watched. It's called "What Ate Us." Um, it's uh, we'll share it probably. It's the history of um, what's the name of the channel? It's like the the history of it's humans like the or entire like human everything ever or something. Yeah. Like that. History of humankind. There we go. Yeah, it's bananas. Um, they, and they have a couple videos that long form videos that they're brother and sister channel with a couple other things that do similar cool documentary style videos. But, uh, so what they do, especially in, in this one in particular, they opened with the story and the story was basically painting a picture of a site that was like an archeological site based on what they found there when they dug it up. And he kind of painted a picture of what was going on there at the time, but they make it sound like, it's going to be about cavemen. They talk about the sounds from the caves and the laughter and stuff like that. And uh, they swerve it on you. And it turns out to be a hyena den. And in this hyena den are a whole bunch of human bones. But it's not from the humans that live there. It's from the humans that the hyenas dragged in there and, and ate. Well, I guess this was Homo habilis. I shouldn't say human, but it was a predecessor to, to humans at that point. Yeah. Homo habilis sounds like you're trying to say something, but while doing this, 
with your lips. Yeah, like, like Bill Cosby at the dentist. All right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The... I put the roofies in your lip. All right. I was going to say, that's, he, he only told me stories about people drugging him. Yeah. <laughs> he was projecting onto all of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, at this part of the video, the guy says, uh, British guy, I've, I can't even place what part of England it's from, but this guy's accent is real fancy. Yeah. He's he's very so it's like the Queen's English. Like he must live right outside the palace. That's where he was born and raised. He like I I was trying to listen to the the pattern of the way he says it, but when he's he's bringing something up that's saying a sentence like not only did we do this, but we also also did this too, and like the I don't know what to call it. I guess the the pattern that is that he does is not only did we do this but we also did this as well like it right it, it, like you can hear the, the similarities where where it sounds uh, i don't know I, again that's that's why i never did good in school because i get too distracted by what people sound like <laughs> no <laughs> but i know you, like the, the the pacing of the way he speaks and like he, he leaves go. yeah the cadence yeah he leaves just the right amount of time for what he, what he's saying to land and continue on and like because the stuff that these videos are talking about is not easy and um a lot of times with stuff like this it can be very conducive to falling asleep but i feel like the way this guy delivers is engaging yeah definitely and it's, it's it also got some uh some nice visuals in there as well mm-hmm. it's uh well produced yeah. Uh, oh, so the, the other thing about him. So <clears throat> because he speaks so fancy, I just want to immediately just like, yep, he's saying it right, regardless of what he's saying. <laughs> so when he's referring... Oh, I've been, yeah. I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> it's been my fault this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I'm the goose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he he says the, <clears throat> the caves were not filled with uh, homolobolus... Making noise, but uh, the shrieks of hyena pack, and he doesn't put an S at the end. Oh. Yeah, like I <laughs> surprise, surprise, clicked back several times to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't and pick up on that at all. It says hyena pack, and that's why I think that's why, like, I want the plural of watermelon to be watermelon. Like, maybe it's like some fancy British that's in my head that. May not exist, but the plural is just you know, like moose, buffalo, right, 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 yeah, stuff like that. I had seven watermelon, right? Yeah, see, it. it, I don't think that sounds incorrect at all. Let's push for it. Words are like I argue this all the time when people say that's not what it means in the dictionary. Like the dictionary is a reference point for at this specific moment in time. This is what these words mean. Like we can we can just change the plural. We don't need that s in watermelon. I'm so so involved. I'm up to my eyeballs in watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) It's great having a plural noun just before it too. Just to really really stick the landing. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right, I'm in. Cool. All right, so pack of hyena, uh, a bushel of watermelon. No, 17 watermelon. Yeah, see? It just sounds right already. Like, it sounded so right. I was like, oh, am I doing the joke wrong? No, because it's a fact now. Yeah, no, I have a cart full of watermelon. Done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fucking done and done. All right, fucking check that off the fucking list. I think we just changed English. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Yeah, so caves and hyenas and, and pack of. Oh, so the craziest part of this story for me was that they were talking about they found skull caps and not faces because what hyenas do is when they drag the prey back to the cave, they rip the faces off and eat the brains, which have a lot of uh, nutrient rich fats. Um, And they also have jaws that are capable of crushing bones. Then they can access marrow, which is why they are uh, good scavengers today. They're also hunters, but they can scavenge because they're, you know, the carcass left by lions and stuff like that. They got no use for the bones, but the hyenas can make use of it. That, that's such a crazy, and it makes sense why that something like that would last that long. It's like, all right, what's left after something eats all the meat off of something? There's still bones? Cool. I'm going to eat the marrow. Yeah. And the stuff that it was conducive for it to eat marrow, like, helped it along. Like, so with eating their face, like, even, like, just so... They're literally eating the the skull, like the front of the skull, right? right? I would assume. Like they're not just like they're eating several pieces of watermelon. They're not taking a couple bites and then spitting out the seeds of skull face. No. They're just swallowing the whole thing. Yeah. And they poop. That's why they poop white. It's very calcium rich because they s- swallow and, and uh, process bone. <laughs> swallow and process bone. <laughs> fucking scissor fight lyrics if I've ever heard them. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that story. Um, but then it hops right into before it gets sciencey, it hops into a second story, which is also pretty crazy. Um, and this this one was more a cautionary tale and a reminder that we are still in the food chain despite <laughs> our attempts to remove ourselves from it. <laughs> and it's also uh, a reminder that regardless of how much money you have, just because you could doesn't mean you should. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. All right. Let's just hit the old share arena button. And as, as we mentioned yesterday, uh, but no one's going to hear it. So never mind that reference. But <laughs> we are pro tiger on this show. And we have pledged to donate half of Elon Musk's money to saving tigers. <laughs> I just want to make sure. That... Uh, Elon Musk jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Lo- I don't want to lose that one. No, no, that one's a keeper. <laughs> uh, all right. 150 years ago, a small boy named John Wade walked the streets of London, not too far from the docks on the Thames. John Wade, dear. It was a busy day with recent arrivals of ships from the East Indies. Dockhands were unloading their curious fare, and today's cargo was more interesting than most. A set of wild animals, including a full-grown Bengal tiger in a wooden crate. So, yeah, just... 
the idea of this thing can cover huge swaths of land in almost no time and clearly has a ton of energy and is very strong. We'd better put it in a box for a month. Yeah, made of wood. (laughs) Hey, were you going to kill that? No, no, I was going to put it in a box for a month, actually. That was was my idea. And send it seaworthy. (laughs) What do you mean, food? (laughs) Uh, Surely he's got enough, uh, um, um, how do you say, enough uh, uh, meat in his midsection there, you see? Uh, I'm sure you can survive. Uh, Fortnite. Leave the rats in the cargo hold. Like he's pretty much like they're just making this tiger into like like Dracula, like when he gets brought over on the boat and then murders the whole fucking ship. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this tiger, like a fucking Dracula inside of a box. (laughs) Instead of feeding it once a week, they just go in and poke it. <laughs> wave a stake under its nose and then leave and blow the candle out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, get away from that, you cheeky bastard! You, I bet you won't <laughs> buy that steak, eh? And then they cook it right in front of him. And then surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then surprise, surprise, indeed. Like many of the passers-by, John watched with great curiosity as the tiger was unloaded and moved towards its new living quarters an iron-barred cage in the menagerie of Charles Jamrak. The tiger, however, was not so complacent. As the animal was being guided into its new home, it pushed out violently with its back legs and succeeded in dislodging the crate just enough to slide through the gap, dashing out of the menagerie and into the yard. The the drawing that they have there, it it looks almost exactly like the uh, the opening pre-credit scene of Jurassic Park. Like the fucking raptor is trying to break out. Dude gets yanked. Or it looks like a dude's getting yanked in. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Shooter! Also, I I forget the name. I think it was like the menagerie that the guy said. It was like Charles something menagerie. It's like that sounds like a fucking Rush album. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like I, I don't remember the dude's name either, but... Of course you have a menagerie with a name like that. <laughs> nice menagerie, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> look, at this, look at this asshole. Instead of bunch of shit, he says menagerie. Ugh, how fancy. <laughs> That's your fucking animal room. <laughs> menagerie. You have two birds and a snake. Shut the fuck up. Menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> For the nine-year-old John, it was too great an opportunity to miss. He reached out to pet the tiger and drew the cat's attention. Before John could pull back, the 200-kilogram tiger was on him. Massive teeth closed about his head, and the tiger began to drag him down the street. A tiger's fucking badass. Tigers tend to be. Yeah, I, I, was, yeah. I get, they kind of all are. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever, you ever see the video of it's it's, it's two guys, um, I believe in India, they're on the back of an elephant that's running through like very tall grass. And then it's 
I was thinking, is that fuck, bloody fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, no, bloody. No, no, different. Yeah, two different Indians. <laughs> Never mind, sorry. <laughs> um, the, uh, so it's the POV from back of the elephant looking off the back. And then you just see a tiger, like, out of the grass that's running alongside, just jump up and fucking swipe. And it actually catches, catches the guy on his arm, like across his bicep and his forearm. And it is, oof, it is sliced through. I, oof. No, yeah. I've never seen that, but oh man, God, I would imagine. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited shit. to watch that video again. <laughs> yeah, send it to me. Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, nah, yeah, big cats are, like number one on my list of things to stay away from. Well, on land, so like sharks. Oh probably. yeah, just yeah, but they're not even a consideration because I'm not going in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not going to sit in their living room and get eaten. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to Africa or Asia either, though. So <laughs> I don't have to worry too much about them. So Hawaii is the furthest west you'll go. Yeah, Hawaii is still America. I mean, whether they like it or not, but <laughs> we still have like I can get a lawyer. You know what I mean? Like if, if shit if shit goes south, I could still somebody will come help me. <laughs> that that's how that's how you define on where you travel to on your ability to get legal representation. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause if shit goes South in Mexico and they want to bury you, you're getting buried, you know, but like, and I don't mean literally, obviously if anyone wants to literally bury you, there's nothing I can do, but I mean like plant something on you and throw you in a cell or something like that. At least in, in you know Hawaii, I can get some kind of, I know my rights, I guess is what I'm going with versus in Mexico. You don't have those. Yeah, and so if you right, you get locked up in Hawaii, you can say something super cocky like, "Excuse me, I believe I am entitled to due process. Maybe you heard of it." Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. and they'll have to be like, "You're right. Fair enough." <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. We don't like it howly, but we'll, we'll do what we got to do. Uh, what about east? Further east you'll go. Uh, I guess like Maine? (laughs) (laughs) I've been to England. I've actually been to Spain um, with the St. Peter's blah, blah, blah. I went to Morocco for a day. You've already been to Africa. I guess technically I have been to Africa, but it was like a day trip. We took a ferry over from Spain, went shopping for a day, and then came home. This world traveling motherfucker. Look at you. <laughs> so that was with the, with the uh, St. Peter's Foreign Language Club, I think we called ourselves, which is the thing I joined when I found out they were going to Spain. <laughs> it would be great if the Foreign Language Club was just a bunch of people that they put together because none of them speak the same language. So just like, <laughs> it's like, here, uh, you speak Lithuanian, you speak... Vietnamese and you speak Inuit. There you go. Foreign language club. <laughs> Tower of Babel. <laughs> Taken take on the road. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah. So this tiger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So back to this kid getting bit. Yeah. And not eaten, just dragged down the street. Yeah. It is all too easy to lose our sense of danger when we think of ourselves masters of the world around us. But we, too, are part of the food chain. Consistent roles are assigned to organisms across the ecosystems of the Earth. Herbivores eat plants, carnivores and omnivores eat herbivores, and then at the very top are the apex predators, animals who are feared more than they fear others. This is where humans tend to sit, and perhaps this is what makes us cocky. Carnivores eat omnivores, omnivores eat herbivores, and herbivores come back round and eat carnivores in a shocking twist. <laughs> herbivores and omnivores team up uh, to take on carnivores. Uh, second carnivore arrives, and they both eat the herbivore and the omnivore. And the apex predators learn to get along with everyone by the end of the movie. <laughs> they all learn how to do the same dance. <laughs> right. <laughs> For a big, big hot hot number at the end. <laughs> but they never explain, like, he's still hungry. He's going to eat you tomorrow. Like, as soon as the cameras are off. <laughs> you guys get locked in that room. You're going to get eaten. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. That's how things work. History and prehistory shows our roles can be reversed far faster than we expect. Young John Wade was lucky. His reminder wasn't lethal. The menagerie owner raced out into the street and beat the tiger across the head with a crowbar until it released the boy. He survived, though not unmarked. His father reported that even once the bite marks had healed, John continued to suffer nightmares and gained a reputation for biting children at school. <laughs> I, can't say, I can't say for certain what happened, but he seems to have gotten rather bitey after the tiger incident. <laughs> First of all, nobody had a gun. This guy had to chase the tiger down and beat it across the head with a crowbar, which, don't get me wrong, is badass, but, like... You're handling a tiger in a wooden crate. Nobody thought to bring a trank dart or what the fuck? Who's <laughs> a who's running this? Any any type of a rifle at all? Yeah. No. Like no one's like this cat is fucking huge. Make sure we need something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We showed him who's lot. He's going to a menagerie. He yeah. loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling him about the menagerie on the boat the whole way over. And he was just roaring about it. He couldn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bet the kids at school probably called the kid, hey, tiger kid, tiger boy. So, you know, he bit them. <laughs> yeah, which kids are dicks all the time. Yes. Like showing like up after, after surviving an animal attack. That's clearly a sign of weakness, right? Yeah, we gotta we gotta make fun of you and call you. Uh, if it is an old teeth shoulder over there, that's that's a sad enough story for uh, the crash test dummies to write a song about. <laughs> I'm gonna work on it. This, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, my, my, there's something there. Oh, though. yeah, there definitely is. He, <laughs> he 
bit <laughs> the other kids in his classroom. Right? Something along that. Couldn't quite explain it. The tiger just bit him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, there's something there. All right. We'll work on it. Work on it. Make Charlie Hodge cry. <laughs> you know, I always felt like there weren't enough verses to that song. Like the Well, we still can write sequel verses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a great idea. Yes. <laughs> like we'll just get the karaoke to it and then I'll just loop it over where it just <laughs> we just twelve minute version. <laughs> we might be able to reach out to the crash test tummies and tell them like we're interested in doing this and get it officially sanctioned. That <laughs> like what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing sequels these days. Yeah. Let's fucking get a sequel to that shit going. Yeah, there's more like minor tragedies that we can add. yeah do something with that. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, we're in. We're 100 percent right. on this. <laughs> <sighs> oh man, I did not expect that to happen on this show. But all right. <laughs> Other tiger victims have not been so lucky. Indeed, throughout history, tigers have proven quite deadly. Nearly 400,000 people died from tiger attacks from 1800 to 2009 in Southeast Asia. Even today, tigers in the Sundarbans between India and Bangladesh kill 50 to 60 people. Tigers in the Sundarbans, another rush song. can do incredible damage, like the Champua <laughs> tiger, which killed over 400 people over four years in the early 1900s in Nepal and India. And so while we may be top of the food chain, that doesn't mean we don't still share that position with others. Hmm. That's what that means. I know. So, so yeah. So tiger. We're very lucky. We're lucky to not get eat, eaten by stuff. I mean, not nearly as much as like people still get eaten, but the frequency is. Yeah, and it's usually because they were doing something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like we... when you go down to uh, you go down to Florida. Like my wife preps the kids. She says, "Listen." If you see water bigger than a puddle, an alligator lives in there. So stay away. Anyway. And possibly a snake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fear fuck. <laughs> I said snakes are still high up on the list of things that kill people. I didn't know that. They're, they're like top 10 and definitely. Really? Number six ish. Yeah. You know what? Good for snakes. Right. Good for snakes. <laughs> Flying in under the radar like that. Well, the, well, there's like tons of fucking pythons yeah. in Florida now, like n like invasive species because people got exotic pets and just threw them in the threw them in the swamp. <laughs> yeah, and I think like you know Southeast Asia and shit like that. There's in Australia and all those places. Most most snakes want you dead, and you accidentally step on them. No, I'm looking. At, I'm looking here. Actually, they're, they're number three with animals. Wow! It goes mosquitoes. They kill over a million a year. Assholes. Us, we handle our business. Four hundred and seventy-five thousand deaths per year. And then snakes are number three with fifty thousand. 
50 thou, huh? Yeah, nice. there's a huge drop off. It goes mosquitoes and then it drops to half for humans as far as us killing us and then way down to 50,000 for snakes. So that's not too bad. It's not a bad bronze medal there, snakes. Who they beat out? Who's number Wait four? Wait, this is out of order because then it has dogs at 25,000. Mm-hmm. But then freshwater snails at 200,000. It jumps back up. Freshwater? What, like from eating? 200,000 people a year die from eating escargot? I don't think so. Hold on. This seems... <laughs> Google, what are you doing here? That sounds like bullshit. How big are these freshwater snails? <laughs> no, that's more like freshwater snails, 10,000 per year. That's okay. more like... All right. That I could do. But with. still, is that is that all escargot related? Like, is it all eating? Like, because the snails aren't... Are they poisonous tell me about i don't think it's there there's those uh poison dart snails you ever hear of them no yeah they're snails that shoot a dart at you and yeah they're they're very very venomous or poisonous or yeah venomous is when they stick you with something poisonous is when you eat it yeah that sounds right yeah yeah but uh i mean they're venomous and and they uh are in the ocean. That's the main problem with them. So they, they stick you and give you a temporary paralysis, but then the, the lack of the air is what gets you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a snail with an assist from the ocean. Yeah. All right. Hey, look at that. Another reason for you to not go in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are freshwater snails. I don't know what the fuck they we're going to have to do an episode on freshwater snails because this is news to me. Oh, that's right. New freshwater, snakes you said. So, yeah. Yeah. And you got to stay out of lakes, like sea- rivers. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anything yeah, bigger yeah. than a puddle. Just live your life like it's Florida. Anything bigger than a puddle is dangerous. I like this office. I'm <laughs> <just> gonna... <laughs> I'll go downstairs to the fridge if I got it. <laughs> Pull the shade down. Keep the sun out if need right. be. Right. <laughs> you're you're manipulating your environment. You're the, you're the peak of evolution. That's what we do as as human beings. That's what we wanted. We don't want to fucking compete with hyenas. Short faced motherfuckers too, right? These big old ones. Yeah, those those are the big boys. Uh, Which is also terrifying. Everything. Yeah, we talked about that. That everything was fucking. Everything short-faced was big. Yeah. <laughs> Everything short-faced is badass. Yeah. Except for uh, except for short-faced horses. I feel like that could have been... i familiar a... with those. Yeah, you know, none of us are. It's it's probably because yeah. they got eight out. <laughs> eight out of existence. They couldn't reach the bottom of the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> because so all the horses goes. stick their head into the bucket at the same time. And they were all able to get their nose down, and then he's there with his with his short face, like trying to get down the middle, but can't nose his way in. He's only got half the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what if he had the same amount of teeth, like double rows, yeah. like horses, <laughs> but like shark row teeth? Right. Uh, it's more. Still couldn't get to the bottom of the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have all the teeth you want? They're not going to get you any further down this bucket. Speaking of, so that's kind of a, a, a weird tangent back to the topic. Uh, and this might even be jumping ahead a little bit, so we might have to go back. But uh, 
One of the cool things that they mentioned in this video were that uh, molars, the way molars evolved, why they're so rigid and, and have like the peaks and valleys and everything like that, were because of fruits, that fruits are high in sugar. So that helped with defense against cavities, the shape of our teeth way back when, you know, fruits were first evolving and whatever predecessor of humans was eating them. Oh, that's right. Cause they couldn't, they weren't used to eating sugar. Yeah. So why would yeah, they early primates? Yeah. yeah. Why would they know to brush their teeth? They wouldn't, they there'd would. be no brush. There was no sink. There was no toothpaste. <laughs> they had nothing. It would be great to like go on a, a museum tour, like a group tour, and uh, <laughs> when they get to the primate section, uh, does anyone have any questions? Go, yeah, I heard that uh, primates couldn't brush their teeth because uh, no sinks. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a question, just <laughs> <laughs> just just let that hang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, museum museum trip will be fun. <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna get on that. <laughs> See, we're still learning, but we're also um, we're also partaking in one of our favorite pastimes, and that is making strangers confused. <laughs> <laughs> we're very good at that. <laughs> Fucking excel at that. <laughs> Uh, molars, fruits, teeth. There we go. So, I mean, to back up a little bit, because the video then, after those two stories, it took a science turn and started talking about uh, the autotrophs and the heterotrophs and, and uh, you know, the, the way eating evolved in general. Um, autotrophs being organisms that can make, uh, sustain their own life from inorganic substances, like the sun, they're self-autotroph, meaning uh, self-nourishing. And heterotrophs are, uh, that means other nutrition. And that's animals that eat other, or things that eat other things. They get their energy and their nutrition from something else. Um, this video says that autotrophs came first and that uh, heterotrophs evolved later because it was more efficient. There is an argument that heterotrophs came first and it was like amino acids that kind of spontaneously occur in nature uh, may have been first. And uh, these collections of amino acids may have formed these early life particles that ate those spontaneously occurring amino acids. So it's kind of like. Like stuff was like, oh, level. I. I can make my own stuff. And then at the same time, something else was like, oh, I can't make my own stuff, but I might be able to take that thing's stuff. Yeah. It kind <laughs> of started out with consuming those things that, uh, spontaneously, like the first life was probably spontaneously eating the building blocks of life in a way. Like it, it came together and formed this thing that had metabolism. It was able to self-replicate but it needed to consume those other building blocks of life that existed and then eventually figured out how to harness the sun or harness methane or harness whatever other uh, non-organic -or substances came. Um, 
again, that's an argument. This is kind of uh, two different sides of the same coin. I think it's pretty well established or pretty well understood that uh, there were cells that tried to consume other cells and it failed. And that is eventually what became us in a way. So that's called eukaryotes. And that's uh, one thing tried to eat another thing and it didn't work out. And they developed a symbiotic relationship instead of being digested. And the thing that was eaten became mitochondria. So much like the formation of centaurs. (laughs) That's right. A horse ate a person or a person ate a horse. They didn't digest and they said, hey, let's work together. Hey, And the horse said, you had me at hey. Nice. Which, by the way, the horse, like a horse's midsection... Is that called a horso? (laughs) (laughs) It is now. (laughs) All right. Wow. Plural of watermelon is watermelon. (laughs) Horse torso is horso. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. I like that one. That one's got a fun, got a fun little bounce to it. <laughs> Rub his horse <laughs> <laughs> over. Bumped into a fence and subsequently got a bruise on his horse. <laughs> Should be more careful. Uh, um, oh, but yeah. I, I do want to say so that, like, we, we kind of glossed over the fact that a cell swallowed a cell and didn't digest it and then it merged. That actually happened twice, at least, because that happened once with the mitochondria, and then again, plant cells did it with chlorophyll. It, it tried to digest something and, and didn't, and only from that was cells able to now absorb sunlight and turn that into sugar because of this failed heterotrophic consumption, I guess you could call it. But um, I say at least twice, but I would imagine for this to happen, like, Cells had to kind of be prone to do this for it to eventually dominate everything. Yeah, like that's the only that's the example that got through. Yeah, like it could have happened at other points and just. Yeah, nature is very big at throw all the shit at the wall that you can, and one or two will stick, and that's all you need. That's how you get the internet. A cell ate another cell, it didn't work, and the internet was born. <laughs> yeah, eventually. That's pretty super cool. Did I have any notes? Oh. Uh, so when this dude was talking about... Uh, so he said the word omnivorous and carnivorous, which I feel like I hear all the time. And then this motherfucker said herbivorous. And I was like, I feel like I don't hear that word. Like, I feel like it doesn't get brought up. Like, everyone talks about uh, carnivorous and omniv- omnivorous, I feel like. Or at least or at least people talking that I listen to right. talk about carnivorous and omnivorous. But no one ever says herbivorous. 
I would just say herbivore. You're that's a herbivore, but not herbivorous. Yeah. Like it's it sounds like a like it makes sense, but yeah. It sounds like made up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> herbivorous. Who says that? Yeah, I guess not. When does it come up? Yeah, I guess Only in these videos. <laughs> the animals that eat plants don't talk. And the people that only eat plants uh, say vegetarian or vegan. <laughs> so mm-hmm. start saying herbivorous, motherfuckers. Make it sound classy. Yeah. Right, get behind that. I bet in England they say herbivorous. Well, this guy definitely does. <laughs> they should. And you know what? Because I, I, I feel like, yeah, saying vegan or vegetarian or whatever, like you're acknowledging. That your body needs meat, but you're choosing not to. Like, really commit. That's a simile. You got to go metaphor. Where you say, I'm an herbivore. Not, I'm like an herbivore. I am an herbivore. Hop all the way in. Commit to it. That's what I want. I am herbivorous. Ooh. Another good good band name or dumb word. A lot of these tonight, apparently. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> herbivorous ambivalence okay <laughs> not sure what it means i don't remember what ambivalence means that sounds like a good song name yeah all right yeah i'm getting a lot of good ones out of this one tonight whole album that'd be heavy heavy and droney herbivorous ambivalence <laughs> that's like 15 minutes long easily probably. easily <laughs> yeah the, the drums are the first two and a half minutes just, just the opening <laughs> <That's>... beat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear you don't hear a single vocal until the ten minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> and the vocals like you know sleep style. Yeah, and it's <laughs> syllable dragged way out, and then a whole lot of riffs and drums. <laughs> Herbivorous ambivalence. <laughs> I am in, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what else I'm in. Uh, I'm entirely full of urine. I'm going to run to the bathroom. Okay. Ah, I got something. I think it's pretty fucked up. That life in general figured out I could either make this energy myself, which takes a lot, and I'm basically green slime on a rock reaching up at the sun using everything that I have in my body to convert this sunlight into sugar that I can use to continue growing and reproducing, or I could just eat the dude that does all that. Which is, uh, you know, kind of cold. It's a, it's a pretty cold, cold world in general. I came up with that. You know, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. There, there was a ton of dead air in there. So just for the head, for the record, we're gonna go back and chop a lot of that out. <laughs> but at the end, there, I thought of something and started talking. So all right, cool. Yeah, I thought See it. How that goes? I fucking said it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying how, and I, I think I said this yesterday that I, I worked with somebody that was like collecting gold 
and then I worked with somebody else that was saying you're collecting gold for when the economy collapses, but I own guns. So when the economy collapses, your gold is my gold. It's kind of that that's that's what life did when it comes to the autotrophic shit that used all of its energy to convert sunlight into sugars that it can use to to grow and have a metabolism and reproduce and all that. And then nature figured out, well, I could either do that or I could just eat the thing that does that and steal all of it and it'll be much easier and much more efficient. Definitely sounds easier. You do all yeah, the work. That's kind of up. And I'll eat all your stuff. Yeah. Yep. Like a, a cult leader or a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you, you turn all that all that sun's energy into something and then you kick it up. Nature has just been one giant pyramid scheme. It really has time. been. I mean, they even draw it on the, the trophic thing. It's a, the autotrophs, heterotrophs. <laughs> it is a pyramid. Apex predators at the top. Thanks for doing all that work. I'm going to eat your fucking rib cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a big chunk right out of your horso. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to bite your face off and eat your face bones so I can <laughs> eat your brain out of your skull. <laughs> that is the easiest for me to process. <laughs> People were just short-faced hyena brain farms. That's all they were. <laughs> Thanks for growing this brain for me. Arr, 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 arr. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and... and... For a long time, primates were really on the menu for a lot of stuff. And uh, <coughs> oh, kazoo fight! It's quite all right. Thanks. What was great is you did the uh, you did the De Niro face. <laughs> Your sneeze face did the De Niro face. Yeah. The eyes and all here. Yeah. Oh, pr- primates. primates! What eats so, primates? Yes. Yeah. Uh, everything for a time. I mean, there's still. One of the effed up things in this video towards the end Whoa, language. Where it talks about <laughs> <laughs> it talks about tool usage mm. and it was saying that a, a group of predators stalks through the, the jungle and has a sharpened stick and stabbed into the hole in the tree and stabbed the bush babies and it was chimpanzees. And then they had chimpanzees like going after that one what was it, a red hang on, I wrote it down to it the red, there's some red marmoset type monkey that chimp, chimpanzees love to eat and they've almost wiped them all out just from what they do um red colobus there it is the red colobus monkeys so they they chase them up a tree mm. and you know just wait for the weak ones or the slow ones and grab them and just eat them there on the spot just rip them to shreds with their teeth and Jesus have almost wiped these things out because they they love how they taste. And is it is it happening just because they love how it tastes, or is it happening because of the advent of them figuring out how to use pointy shit and hunting strategies? That's a very good question. Um, maybe a little bit of both. That they're they're they basically broke the rules of the game, which is what we did way back when, or, or our early ancestors did way back when, because we were not apex predators by any means. Like the primates were 
partially scavengers or eating insects or eating leaves, eating fruits, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we're preyed on by, you know, birds, reptiles, big cats, you name it. There were plenty of things that ate us. It was, it wasn't until figuring out tools that we were able to kind of, uh, separate ourselves from the pack and, and, uh, step ahead of the, uh, the, the rest of the animals in general. It's like when you're having a water gun fight as a kid and everybody's just lighting somebody up and you, they corner them and then they turn the hose on. It's like, Hey, no fair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> now you all lose. Yeah. Now I'm winning. <laughs> So I thought it was cool that uh, they pointed out that a lot of that um, early tool usage were kitchen tools rather than hunting tools, um, which means that they were we were still scavenging, and that's why it put us in direct competition with those hyenas is going to these big kills and trying to drag bones away to our uh, dens or whatever. I say our, still talking about hominids, not even homo sapiens, but way back before uh, we existed, but and they had things we, like we uh, like can openers and mandolins and uh, bread knives and <laughs> other kitchen Isn't a tools. mandolin like a guitar? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is, but it's also the, uh, the very thinly slice, like you slice your produce and stuff super duper thin. Uh, okay. And also your fingertips <laughs> if you're doing it right. <laughs> gotcha. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, we couldn't do better. We can come up with two different words. They're both mandolin. <laughs> That's weak. They probably both came from. They, they, I mean, they're definitely European in origin. Both of them, I would think. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Figure it out, mandolins. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, if that fucking place there was a guitar store called Mandolin Brothers on Staten Island, and if they had one side that was the stringed instrument and the other side was the kitchen instrument and they had like a duct tape down the middle and they like tried to get your attention as you came in. <laughs> the mandolin brothers didn't see eye to eye on what a mandolin was. <laughs> so this store had both, but they still, they agreed that they, they had got to go into business with each other, but they just hard disagree about what they sold. <laughs> They knew they had to be in business, but they could not come to a decision betwixt the two of them. <laughs> Listen, I can't get a loan without you, but I'm selling these. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> these are mandolins. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> Um, oh so yes so primates have kitchen tools (laughs) yes and that was to crack bones because we figured out that brains and marrow were uh, easy access to uh, good nutrients easy nutrition I didn't realize how much brain eating was going on yeah a lot of brain eating a lot of brains, yeah, because fats and meats were a new thing um, for humans. Anyway, obviously there were predators that they were into that before we got into it, but uh, the primates were big on fruits and 
insects in some cases and leaves in other cases, like we said. And it wasn't until I think it was Homo habilis had tools, had very primitive tools. But then after that, Homo erectus figured out how to cook. They figured out, we, we don't know exactly when or how, but in that space, they figured out how to harness fire. And that was a game changer because now our bodies didn't have to work as hard to unlock the nutrients from the, the food. It was already like almost pre-digested in a way from cooking it and you know, allowed us to unlock the shit that much easier, which then allowed us to use a lot of that energy for our brains, for uh, growing our brains and using our brains more. And you saying that fact in a previous episode too, I remember because my whole life it was like, oh, food gets cooked because you got to kill bacteria in it. But that's not what, what they were using it for. It was just to make it digestible. Yeah. More digestible. Yeah. I mean, and now it is because we've evolved ourselves out of being able to process that kind of stuff. But like I was just saying, chimpanzees, which are our closest relatives, pull monkeys out of the tree and eat them raw. It's only because we don't have whatever in our gut that's able to handle that live bacteria that now if we don't cook it, we get sick. Like an enzyme or a amino acid or some type of probiotic yeah. shit. Yep. Yeah, we've come to rely on the cooking rather than it just being a, a bonus. Pretty neat. Yeah. And for a, a, a long amount of... There's, there's a new, relatively new study, uh, essentially a link. This is from 2021. Mm. But... um there's a belief that we were primarily carnivorous once we figured out uh, how to create hunting tools and you know take down larger game and then uh, feed the pack with it. And then, you know, as we got more efficient with stuff, you know, eventually a bow and arrow or something like that, which uh, used up. Yeah, because you, you yeah. catch one animal and you got a bunch of fucking food. Yeah, especially like the... I'm I'm picturing the cave paintings where there's a whole bunch of people around like a, a woolly mammoth or something large like that, where they're taking it down as a pack. Right. And uh, it seems like it could be a story, but the more I think about it, I'm like, maybe that was like a PowerPoint or maybe that was like a, an X's and O's kind of thing for football. <laughs> like, no, you go on this side, you go on this. So three of us will go over here and distract it. And like, oh, was, man. This is how we take this thing down. Passing on knowledge. And here I was getting ready to say that this entire topic has been exhausted by the far side comics. And yet here you come out with a fucking PowerPoint. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Gary Larson didn't have the technology we have now. <laughs> <laughs> Be great to just start throwing around as like an insult of like, you are no Gary Larson yourself. <laughs> <laughs> It's only if someone tells a bad corny joke. Yeah. Cave paintings. Hunt, oh, tools, right? Yeah. Kitchen tools. Oh. oh, so one other thing I wanted to talk about. This was a, an article I sent you or a, a picture from an article I sent you where it was talking about uh, the diet of Homo whatever, going back to Homo habilis, Homo erectus, up to Homo sapiens, and uh, the brain size as well. So uh, let me just larger it has a picture here that says 2.6 million years ago homo habilis okay so it's that one which was yeah 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 it was eating marrow and brains 
the size of the brain of that animal was around 650 cubic centimeters. Jump ahead to now we're at 1.9 million years ago. Mm. This is the Homo erectus stage um, where they're actually taking down large prey. So no longer are they using the kitchen tools. They've expanded to hunting tools. Um, and the brain jumped up to about a, a top size was about 1,100 cubic centimeters. So it got bigger from this meat-based diet. All right. Uh, now, again, flash forward a bunch. Now we're up to 0.3 million years ago where Homo sapiens um, able to take down uh, this is the medium prey and the small prey size where you have the guy throwing a spear and a guy with a bow and arrow and a dog. I don't know if bow and arrows were invented back then, because but uh, regardless, this is just a picture. <laughs> um, the brain was 1,500 cubic centimeters. And then they show 0.01 million years ago. So th th that was 0.3 to 0.03. <laughs> now we're at 0.01 million years ago. Where now we're um, domesticated farming, domesticated animals, plants, stuff like that. The brain apparently shrunk. Uh, it's on average 1350 cubic centimeters. Ooh. Yeah. Which, which means one of two things, according to two studies I read. This study seems to suggest that it's because we were carnivores and the more omnivorous 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 the diet where we're eating more plants mm. may have uh, <laughs> shrunk our brains on average <laughs> sounds like you've been eating too many plants hmm? <laughs> <laughs> doing something with them hey. <laughs> um, so they think now is it just like a simple like stuff that eats more protein is going to have more mass kind of a thing yeah, it could be. Or like it was easier the, the way we were doing things, it was easier for uh those calories to be unlocked and utilized and go to our brains rather than be used to actually digest and unlock the calories because I I think that's the hardest thing about the raw stuff or why cooking is better than raw is our bodies have to work harder with the raw stuff to get the calories out mm -hmm. of it. Um so yeah, when it comes to, you know, farming or uh Eating lettuce, I guess it's um, we have to work harder to get stuff out of the leafy vegetables than we do out of cooked deer. All right. Um, that's behind door number one. Ooh. Door number two talks about collective intelligence or collective knowledge. The fact that we are starting to specialize and we're starting to group together and, uh, share knowledge, maybe even write stuff down or, or illustrate stuff or basically outsourcing from our individual brains into a collective. So it's uh, less of a need for a larger brain. Okay. You don't have to, Who's have to right? remember all the things. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to be a jack of all trades. You could just be... No, I'm the guy that knows how to. I know which mushrooms kill you and which don't. Something like that. All right. Know. Yeah, I was. I was just. I just started immediately thinking on like, how quickly does uh, the human brain shrink from having stuff that remembers everything for you? But 
might not get a large enough sample size of that. Like, and even realistically, like another thousand years, would it? Yeah, it would take a, it would, uh, quite a few generations, probably, before it was noticeable. But I mean, having the internet that remembers everything for everyone, who knows? Maybe it'll rapidly increase that. And by the by the time it would, before it can even shrink down, it's probably all made of robot first. It's either robot or that movie where Terry Crews is president. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't remember. The Idiocracy. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came out two, two machine guns or whatever. <laughs> Do you have any water? What, like from the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was um, the first revolution for human beings or the Homo whatever species was the hunting revolution that we figured out how to use tools and hunt. Um, and there are noticeable changes to our body, aside from the brain, since this happened compared to Australopithecus, Homo sapien, all that stuff as, as we've gone on, our jaws are getting smaller and weaker because we don't need to chew the tough stuff. We cook, we have forks, we have knives, all that. And our shoulders, we have the rotator cuff or the, the joint in the shoulder is, has evolved to be better for throwing than climbing versus other primates or other great apes. They're still better suited for climbing, but our shoulders are better for, for hunting. Our bodies responded to that over time. That's so weird. Yeah, right? Also, like, it's so weird that Australopithecus, like, they had to have that gigantic bottom jaw to help it chew. Yeah. They, look re- they don't even look <laughs> real. Like, it looks like somebody drew a cartoon <laughs> of a monkey skull. And they, I mean, they probably were f- pretty hairy. I doubt they were as, as hairless as we are, but they were, uh, yeah, those are our ancestors with that big thing just so <laughs> that they could rip things apart. They didn't have knives or fire. <laughs> I, have a, I have a big enough larger bottom part of my skull. Thank you very much. I think I'll be able to rip things. <laughs> Rip things from like the, things. the waiter comes over. Yeah. Do you need do you need utensils? Yeah. Oh no, I have I have this. <laughs> I have my I have my lower face. You see how it's the size of my bicep? Yes, I have a very large lower face. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, but we we can thank all of that tool usage for. I mean, we did an episode on it. The uh, the the horrors that used to be around, and uh, oh right, yeah, they yeah, would have. Yeah. Yeah, if we went toe-to-toe against them, they would have wiped us out. But we got good at using tools, and then we got better at hunting their food than they were. So we didn't go head-to-head with short-faced bears. We just ate all the shit they ate before they could eat it. And that's what killed them. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> it's like, so my dad is uh, one of 11 kids, and he's number nine. So they would get, Damn. like... They'd get soda delivered in glass bottles, and he would get pineapple soda because nobody else liked it, and then he would drink their soda, and then no one would want to drink his soda. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well played. (laughs) Scoundrel. (laughs) It's kill or be killed. That's too many. That's too many kids. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> like that's 
that was a, one of the crazy fucking things about uh, just between the evolution of the understanding of people's health is that up until about a hundred years ago, it was still you're having kids. Cool, have as many fucking kids as you can because you're only gonna get about half of them at best. Right. Not only are some of them going to die, but you're going to need a ton of help with whatever you're doing to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. And then I think, like, like, so that mindset was still going on while this was all happening. So the overlap was where you see all these families of, like, 8, 10, 12 children. It's, it, it's like yeah. every single person you invited to your wedding says yes. It was like, fuck, <laughs> you weren't all supposed to say yes. <laughs> I didn't right. factor this into the budget. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. Oh. There's not gonna be enough food. <laughs> We're not doing any choices. Everyone gets to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we have to get people to not show up by telling them we're gonna feed them something that they're allergic to. Whatever we got to do to cut the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. only serving sea bass. I'm allergic to fish. Oh, well, I guess uh, you better find something else to do that night then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> guess who's not eating? <laughs> well, I can tell you, I got three and they are no help. So, yeah, any more than that, <laughs> just stacking the deck against ourselves. I remember hearing some, I have no idea where where it got into my head but after four children there's no difference in the stress level for like a parent no that makes sense because after four it's just like all right it, this is already too much for me to handle <laughs> i don't have enough i think bandwidth. you just you let your older kids run it like you take it yeah because you, you you're fried you're you like you were just saying you, you reach your limit so it's kind of like you know what I would do. You yeah. do I do it. I mean, I have a 12 year old. There's already things I outsource to him. <laughs> it's like, just go see what he wants. <laughs> you should uh, really lean into his half Sicilian heritage. And just anytime you need him to do something, just give a, Oh, just gesture in that direction. <laughs> I think that'd be a pretty cool trick. Yeah. Right, that's why you have kids to teach them tricks. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> my favorite line from The Sopranos. <laughs> no matter who said it or under what circumstances, <laughs> it would always be good if it was like five of them at the yeah. same time to turn them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. That one's always good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line in The Sopranos, because it happened every episode. <laughs> yeah. They'd stop whatever they were doing to say, oh, in the direction. <laughs> one of my favorite things that I was reminded of of growing up on Staten Island was uh, one episode Tony was out partying all night. Carmelo looks at him and goes, What's the matter? You look all mushad this morning. It's like mushad. I forgot <laughs> mushad. Look at this guy. He's uh fuck. Look, he's I, fucking all mushad. Look at you. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, it just means you look like shit. I guess for lack of a better word. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning into it. 
into it going forward. F- fucking, you know, a word-heavy episode. Finally an episode with a lot of words in it. That means either. This is a podcast. We're just talking to each other. <laughs> but are we saying enough words? Right. Unique words. You want unique, uncommon individual. I get it. <laughs> it's, it's the right words. It's the quality of words, not the quantity of words. That's what you mean. Make it brief, son. Half short, twice strong. Should we release the other uh, 40 minutes that kind of got fucked up as an addendum to this <laughs> possibly possibly right. oh you know what we'll do it'll be like uh use your illusion one and two how um there was don't cry but it had different words it's like well i'm not gonna okay. really listen to that one that much but i'll listen to it and be like oh no that's weird all right you know put the other one i like back on <laughs> <laughs> what, uh... what were we in the middle of <laughs> No, it was kind of. Oh, okay. We were just kind of talking about how we uh, went from primates that had to worry about owls to uh, oh, no! <laughs> look at this fucking guy. Oh, my other favorite, which I used way too many times after hearing it. Uh, Ralphie walks into a party, or walks into the bang rather. And goes, oh, what is this? A fucking handsome contest. It's like that's, that's the best fucking line to come into a, a room. You know, all the dudes like you act like you're not glowing on the inside, but someone says that to you. You're yeah, glowing it's a like, little bit. You're like, hey, I kind of look. I did look good today. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I wasn't sure about this shirt, but I really appreciate that compliment. Thank you. I feel a lot better about myself. Thanks, Ralphie. Oh. Before we before we wrap, just add this to the list of how the hell are people still mm-hmm. here? Um, the Tong Child. Uh, I don't know if you remember this from the video. It's a, a skull that they found of an Australopithecus. And oh yeah, this thing. Yeah, across the top of the skull, it has a bunch of gouges that are consistent with. Uh, what they see in some primates from some specific eagle. I forget what it was. But um, so it looks like that basically there was still a point, even when we were big, the Australopithecus got you know a couple of feet tall. Um, it's not a little monkey anymore. Aww. But there was still eagles or raptors or some type of bird that could still pick up our children. And, you know, these... You'd have to worry about your kids going outside and a bird coming down and scooping it up. That that that's just insane to me. Like, the, thank God we don't have to worry about that anymore. At least as far as I know, I don't know if there's anywhere that these uh, giant birds live. But yeah, they're like watching birds hunt is absolutely crazy. Like there's yeah. that um. Have you seen that video of it's it's a uh, it's somebody's camera on the side of their house and it's it's two like doves and it's like no, it's I at haven't. night so it's uh it's like night vision so the color is all skewed a little bit and you just see two doves right near the front of the camera 
and then you just see two lights getting closer and closer and closer. And then you realize like at the last second that it's an owl and it just snatches one of them. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's so fast. Uh, you don't even hear it. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, and their talents like owls have crazy fucking talents. You're pretty well, your whatever they're going after is dead pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, by the way, uh, just just to soften their image a little bit. Have you ever seen when like have you ever seen an owl's legs like when it's like feathers are all the way up? It's the most ridiculous <laughs> looking fucking thing in the world. <laughs> it looks like they have pants on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're pretty stupid looking. Like they're doing the thing with the neck, <laughs> doing all this shit. The stupid looking birds in general. Um. What are those eagles in like the golden eagle, I think? It's in like Mongolia or something like that. They can still pick up like 40 pound things or something crazy Damn. like that. I could be way off on the number, but they do pick up very heavy things. I remember being worried when my dog was small, being worried letting them outside if there were big birds in the area. Now they're not fucking with it, but yeah, because. If they can pick it up, they will. Yeah. And if they're not sure, they're gonna try. Yeah, if it's a borderline, they'll they'll figure out the hard way. <laughs> not birds. I, I just want to double down. Fuck birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. We have a hard fuck yeah. birds <laughs> take on this on this podcast. Um. Oh, one other thing that we, that we didn't get to uh, that we uh, the. The PETM thing, the thermal maximum thing when the plants... Ah, yes. That was the Paleocene-Eocene thermal maximum. Yeah. That's where the, uh, we had rainforests that stretched all the way up to the Arctic and the Antarctic. Um, so that was a period where the climate was much warmer. Uh, the oceans were warmer than usual. And it's also a time that's that's kind of when uh, plants evolved flowers and uh, fruits. So very important time for primates and for life in general. Um, but that was a, a period of uh, it was rough going if you lived in underwater. That's for sure. Because it got uh, that's all before the very uh, hot. Well, what if you like hot water? <laughs> I think it was it was kind of anox- anoxic too. Oh it yeah, that's a, right. A, a... Oh, that's right. He said that yeah. video during the wor- uh, word during the video, and I was like, ah, oh, last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. So this was a period where uh, the, the carbon in the atmosphere went up, um, whether it was due to volcanic activity, forest fire, whatever the case may be. It seemed to be organic in nature, based on. I think they said it was uh, carbon-12 versus carbon-13 or carbon-14 because uh, organic things like to work with the uh, uh, smaller isotope. But that's how they figure out what was going on and why there was extra carbon and what they think it was related to. But this carbon spike increased the temperature on the Earth. Things evolved together. Fruits, primates, uh, all this stuff excelled expanded very far, became spread out globally. 
and then as quickly as it came, the uh, Paleocene Eocene thermal thermal maximum left. So uh, the temperatures rapidly dropped. And that's why all of this widespread stuff specialized into being able to do different things and looking different. And some ate leaves, some ate bugs, some ate fruits, some ate meat eventually. It's uh, pretty much whatever was left ate whatever else that was left. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's 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 how everything everything is just opportunistic. I mean, going back to the the first cells that were like, I could either make this energy or eat you after you make the energy. It just goes up and up and up. And then the uh, like the ability of uh, like the rise of fruits and flowering plants and stuff like that that led to animals eating it and then pooping out the seeds, and then the seeds would grow from the poop and it would grow new plants and other primates would eat that and like that, like just kind of perpetuating each other. And and that's, that's evolution at work. That's, um, you know, if you had a fruit that didn't do that and it didn't get passed on, it got eaten. So the fruits that did do that were the ones that passed the seeds on and were able to keep going and propagating. And that's why all fruits do that now. Imagine just primates talking about just, uh, you know they don't make fruit like they used to anymore. You know they now we get all this seed poop, but we used to have some pretty good fruits back any, when it was warmer. Where are those seedless berries? You have any more of them seedless <laughs> berries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at that. We're we're so good in our seat in the food chain, and our ability to manipulate the environment is that we're making stuff that can't breed without us for convenience we went from sucking the marrow out of bones to making boneless chicken wings <laughs> like no we're we're so far well some countries are so far out of the food chain it's yes. ridiculous <laughs> there there's still people that have to wear masks on the back of their heads so tigers think they're looking at them <laughs> that's right that ridiculous fact <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, if only that young boy would have had a tiger mask on the back of his head. Actually, no, he reached out, and this thing clearly didn't give a shit. <laughs> this thing wasn't trying to sneak yeah, up right. on anything. <laughs> when you're locked in a box for a month no. as a tiger, you don't sneak for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, imagine you you you've been in a box, you really haven't eaten. And then the first thing you do when you break out, at, you start running away from your captors. And as you're running, a chicken nugget reaches out to you. Like he's, oh yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> Take that as you ah. go. <laughs> yeah, keep Good moving. Good drive through. I was hoping I could keep this thing moving along. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> the tiger's food was like, hey, what about me? <laughs> Who am I supposed to hang out with? <laughs> cried the food quite upset uh, let's see do I have any other notes nope I think that's all my notes one last sure. thing did you know that hippos are herbivores except when they want to eat a fucking animal <laughs> <laughs> 
Hippo turns out hippos just eat whatever they want to eat. They're mostly herbivores because it's easiest to just graze in the water. But if something gets close to them, they'll they'll eat a person. And they shouldn't be able to swim. I don't know that they. I think they just run along the bottom of the water. I feel like they can kind of run. I, I that's what their movements is. But I think they can swim. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I guess they there's, there's the videos of, thing. of the uh, of hippos chasing boats. Chasing speedboats. <laughs> Go away, <Yeah>. hippo. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> that was a rabbit hole one evening. Uh, <laughs> close calls with hippos. <laughs> Those are scary. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, hippos are fucking terrifying. They look like such dopes. The little. Yeah, until they open their mouth. Yeah, like oh, do the little. It's like oh, they're most they're mostly mouth. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, the stupid, stupid ear, ear flopping around. Yeah, they look like they should be rideable. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to ride a hippo until you then see them with an open There's mouth. no reason like, that's why that there shouldn't mind. be a handle, a T-shaped handlebar coming out of the base of their neck for you to hold on to when you ride the hippo. <laughs> they, should have, they should have evolved <laughs> a saddle and a pommel. <laughs> and it's Quite frankly, it's bullshit that they did. And those four giant round teeth that they have, like those, they look like they're bigger in diameter than a femur. They may well be. Imagine getting bit with a femur. No, it'd just break your femur. <laughs> Fight femurs with femurs. They probably do marrow if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that Metallica song? <laughs> Fight femur yeah. with femur? Yeah, do. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with their other song, Fight FEMA with FEMA. <laughs> I don't know what that would be about. <laughs> yeah, unless you got anything else. Uh, under the guise of science, guys, always spelled G-U-I-S-E, at gmail.com, on Facebook, and on Instagram. On uh what are we on? We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube, both uh, under the guise of science and on X at Science Guys. G U I C. Cool beans. Check us out. Hit us up. Tell us things. Like, subscribe. Uh, hell, even even Patreon if you're feeling froggy. We won't mind any of it. Enough. Never. Any of it. Even even tell us. Tell us what you don't like. Give us constructive criticism. I don't care. Just let us know you're listening. Just, just let us know we're alive. Please. Yeah. Send me an email that says, I listened to the last episode, period. <laughs> Leave it at that. I'm even good with that. <laughs> I don't even need your opinion. Just, just state that it happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> Acknowledge its existence, please. <laughs> Uh, and in the meantime, listen to Fart Bar. I'll see you next time, fuckers.